Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you doing great, Richie? Absolutely, yes. Well, my first question is, does everyone call you Richie or is there like some people it's rich and then some people get the next level nickname? There are some, uh, I, uh, that's a good question. It's, uh, yes, most people call me Richie. Uh, some people, call, I've got aunties that call me Richard. I've got really, I've got the inner circle that call me Dickie. Uh, and that's about it. Dick sometimes, but, I, you know, Dick or Dickie is about four or five people that call me Dick or Dickie, you know. Do you, are you like Faulkner to anybody? Yeah, when I was in school, uh, you know, uh, in school, you tend to be your, your surname, you know, especially if there's a few of the same, you know, if it was me and you, we had we were both called Richard or Richie or whatever. You both get you get called your your surname instead because it's easier to differentiate obviously so that's usually what happens got it i i just need to know that formality but with that out of the way uh elegant weapons is it okay that people are calling it an all-star band uh i mean it, i mean i'm fortunate in the sense that i have friends that are legends you know what i mean that that's just the just the the way it, it kind of worked out really um as I said, I'm fortunate. I called out some friends of mine, uh, Scott Travis, Rex Brown, obviously they're on the record, Ronnie Romero. They just happen to be fantastic musicians and I'm grateful and fortunate to have them on the record. And then moving forward with Christopher Williams and Davey Rimmer, you know, Christopher's in Accept, Davey's in Uriah Heep. Um, they, they just happen to be great friends of mine and, and also musicians. It's just, I'm very lucky to have them as friends that are great musicians. That's just the way the dice landed, you know? It's great to see that Priest embraces the album because a lot of high profile bands, say like Van Halen, they didn't quite love when their members did side projects or guest appearances. Yeah, I mean, I think Priest, uh, Glenn has done side projects in the past. Rob has yeah. done stuff uh, in the past. Up until recently, he's done, uh, you know, the Christmas albums and stuff like that. Um, you know, it only, I think it just strengthens the camaraderie in the band and i mean to be honest priest is such a strong character mm -hmm. it, it it doesn't i don't think it hurts anything it's like maiden i think uh adrian smith uh recently done a, a band with richie cotson yeah. uh again maiden such a strong thing it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't really doesn't really matter you know people can do their own thing people have different rules and they have, they have different thoughts about that in bands but you know i think priest have always done side stuff you know scott was in racer x he went back to them for a little while while doing priest this you know it's just one of them things when you say richie cotson legendary guitar player richie cotson does that mean that he becomes cotson and you become faulkner because you're both richies there you go oh, hey cotson how you doing son <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> fantastic well this is a great thing to see that you have this band going on while Priest is still touring at a high, high level. And there's European dates coming up for Elegant Weapons. Is it the kind of thing where you have to wait to see what Priest schedule is and then you can schedule this? Well, luckily, uh, we were off completely uh, with Priest this year. We had the Aussie thing that was um, right that was uh, going to happen earlier on this year. Uh, where are we now? We're May. Where are we now? We're, we're May, May already. Twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't believe it's May already. Uh, so it was going to be happening around now, 
but obviously that didn't happen due to Aussie's, uh, you know, challenges. Um, right. But we had that. But apart from that, we were completely free this year. So it opened up uh, the opportunity for me to put this record out and then do some live dates with Elegant Weapons a little bit later in the year. I think we're out next month in Europe, uh, June, July. We've got some dates in Europe. Uh, we've got some opening slots with Pantera and then some festivals around Europe. So it just, it was just the way the dice landed. It was just perfect, really. So, um, again, completely free with Priest this year. So it enabled me to go out and uh, scratch the itch with this. When you play live as Elegant Weapons, is it every song from the Horns for a Halo album, or is there a cover or two? Uh, we don't know yet. I mean, we've got lights out on the record, so we might do that. Uh, it depends on the length of the, the set that we have, really. I mean, obviously, we've only got one record out at the moment, so we're not getting booked for two-hour sets. It's not like we're going to have to fill up uh, two hours and stuff. But, you know, it might be fun to consider putting some uh, some covers in, you know, that are appropriate to where we come from, maybe as, as musicians. If we've got, you know, 10 or so extra minutes, why not throw maybe a rainbow tune or an accept tune or, you know, something like that in? The options are open, so we'll see what we do. Was this almost ever called Richie Faulkner rather than Elegant Weapons? Never, no. I was never really interested in that dynamic. Obviously, I, I spearheaded the the whole thing. I put it together and then got everyone on board. But it's, right. uh, it's a priority, really, for me to have everyone involved as much as they want to be or as little as they want to be. I want it to be about, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, that's the thing as well. Some people don't want to be. Some, that's just, so however they want to be involved, I'm up for it. I want it to be a band. I want people to be proud of it, however they want to be involved. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want it to be m my thing as such. I want it to well, evolve into something that we're all part of in our, or we all kind of have our own role in it, whatever that may right. be, and uh, hopefully it evolves into that. They call you in the press release brainchild. Are you cool with that term? I guess so. At the moment, uh, as I said, I, I, I put it together and, you know, wrote the stuff and uh, got everyone together. And I, I guess you would you could call it that at the moment. But as I said, I hopefully hopefully it evolves into more of a, a group thing. If, if it if it's uh, appropriate to do that, if people want to do that. Um, otherwise, I'll, I'll continue as it is now, if that's the way it needs to be. Right. Well, can I give you a compliment here? Some people don't like the compliments. Sure, man. Okay. So in seeing you live with Priest a few times, most recently on Long Island at the NASA Coliseum, you have this very magnetic stage presence. And when you talk to lead guitar players, usually you go, who are your influences? And it's about the guitar playing. Now, in your case, your stage presence, very animated, very energetic. And I see a lot of Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick in what you do who inspired you to kind of move around because let's face it you could be an amazing technical player but kind of boring to watch on stage and that's not the case with you well i always um we i was out with lauren harris who's steve harris from my maiden's daughter and we were out with maiden quite a bit and i always used to watch steve uh, and take notice of the way steve was always at the front and he was always looking at the people in the face and he was singing with them, you know, the eye contact, he was pointing at them. Uh, and I always thought, you know, you can't, in this day and age of YouTube and videos and stuff like that, you can't recreate that interaction. And I always kind of took that on board. And I think that's kind of partly at least where it comes from. Um, just that interaction that, 
you as a fan you walk out of the concert hall and you can't recreate that that interaction with the artist on stage whether it's a guitar player or a singer or a drummer whatever it may be you can't recreate that interaction that you shared at that moment in time i think that's a valuable thing so i think that's partly to do with it steve harris in the way that he interacted with the audience steve holds the distinction of getting to wear shorts on stage very very few people get to do that and if you wore shorts and priest i'm sure people would be outraged so do you have jealousy that steve harris can wear shorts on stage uh i do yeah outrage would be the outrage is the word for it i don't have the legs for it i've got legs like a uh, like a sparrow hawk so uh yeah uh i'm 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 glad that uh, i mean the world is a better place because i don't wear shorts on stage for sure <laughs> well recapping what i've learned so far you know priest We'll come back when the time is right. Obviously, there's no slowdown because there's the 50 years box set and there was the recent touring and all that. Elegant Weapons will tour whenever there's a good offer or something along those lines. But are we going to see you pop up in any cameos? And the reason I ask that is because Alice Cooper seems to be on two albums a month. He, I don't know where he finds the time in the world, but people go, do you want to sing on this? And he goes, sure. So are there Richie Faulkner cameos in the future? Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, I mean, if, if anyone asks me, I, I, I usually say yes. I like to play, uh, you know, if it's appropriate and I like the stuff, I, I usually say yes. Just no one really asked me to play on anything. <laughs> you know, wow. maybe that says everything. But um, yeah, I, I like to play. So if any if anyone, uh, I played on, um, it was a Demon Hunter uh, oh, wow. track uh, a few months ago. Um, I know the guys, um, and they asked me to play on a track, so I did that. So if people ask, I, I usually say yes, as I said, if it's appropriate, or or we don't have an if we've got an album cycle coming up with Priest, it's not really appropriate to play on anything else or you know take away from that sure. album cycle. But if if we're not doing anything like that, I usually say yeah, I'm uh, you know I like I like doing stuff like that, so for sure. Two quick questions, and then I'm going to let you roam free. And they're stupid questions, so feel free to tell me to shut up uh, in response to them if you do not like these questions. First question is, when I had the pleasure of interviewing um, your relative, George Lynch, he mm. showed me some photos of his mixed media art. Do you own any of that mixed media art in your home? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Uh, actually, there's some stuff kicking around the house that I, I, I'm actually not sure where it came from. So maybe, maybe that's some of his stuff that he's like snuck in there. I'll have to, I'll have to ask uh, my other half. Actually, I, I'm not sure. So yeah, the jury's out on that one. I'm not too sure. And the last question I've got, as somebody who clearly has a sense of humor and is a man of the times, what are you watching on television these days? Got any recommendations you could pass along? You know what? I don't. I I I I was recently watching the Mandalorian, this season three of the Mandalorian, and I wasn't impressed to be honest. So I can't even, I can't even recommend that. I mean, I, I enjoyed the first two seasons, but the the third season of the Mandalorian, I don't really know what happened to it. It kind of it became about something else other than the Mandalorian, unless the Mandalorian is about the race, the Mandalorian. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. That's what I mean. I, it was about the character, the Mandalorian, right. and the Baby Yoda Grogu character. That's what it used to be about. Now I'm not too sure. So, you know, I've got a bit lost in it, really. Maybe it's too. Maybe it's above my head. I don't know. But um, so no, I can't really. 
apart from that, I can't really recommend anything, I'm afraid. So I'm learning you are a big Star Wars guy, but when it's done well. I'm a big Ridge Tridge fan. So uh, it's, uh, you know, four, five and six and Rogue One. That's kind of my my staple diet, really. I'm, a, you know, I'm an older guy. I like what I like and hate everything else. You know how it is. Um, so um, no Jar Jar Binks for you? No, not at all. I, I, I like Rogue One. Rogue One's up there for me, but the Ridge Tridge is where it's at, man, you know. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that, that, that's it. You know, what else is there? Even Return of the Jedi gets a pass. The Ewoks get a pass. I don't mind that at all. Um, but yeah, all the other stuff's a bit silly to me. Wow. Well, Richie, thank you for the many years of great music. Hope we get Elegant Weapons live in New York in the near future. But till then, thanks for doing what you do. Even if it, you know, you don't have a TV recommendation or two to pass on. We still love you. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it, man. Outrocast. Ms. Moore, aside from having to do interviews, is your day going great so far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. if it wasn't, I wouldn't tell you because I don't want to spoil your day. <laughs> like a true show person and so many things i want to ask you but the first thing coming up we're going to see you on a great new tubi series that's a moesha spinoff is that being filmed this summer yes Uh uh-huh um starts filming it in uh june that's if the uh the strike doesn't postpone it right that is something that people are looking towards but hopefully not but over to you here. So I'm talking to a person who's a Tony winner, a multi-Grammy award nominee. I don't know whether to call you an actress or a singer, an actress, singer, a producer. What do you like to be thought of? Just call me. (laughs) I don't want to be forgotten. I want to be remembered. And I've gotten very insensitive to categories or labels. Whatever you call me is fine with me. Well, you started off on stage then your recording career took off. Then you kind of went back to Broadway while having pop success. So was the goal all along to be both a working actress, singer, and theater person? No, I, I just wanted to see, I wanted to be in the music industry. I was a, a, a public school music teacher first. I didn't know that. Wow. Did you teach in New Jersey? I taught in Newark, yes. So you taught in Newark before it became this place with $7 lattes. Oh, that's how much they cost? <laughs> well, when you go to yeah, Newark, way before that. <laughs> when you go to Newark now, there's the Performance Arts Center Opera Hall. There's the uh, Prudential Center. Yeah. There's the Red Bulls Arena. That cannot look anything like where <laughs> the no, Newark very, very, very different. It's progressing. It's still progressing. Yes. Yeah. When I go through all the places that you lived in living in New York City when you did and going to Montclair State University and growing up in Newark, it's kind of like if you lived there, it was going to get much better. If I lived there or if anybody lived there. (laughs) Either or. Every place that that you moved to got expensive a couple of decades later. Well, it also got better, continued to grow. And of course, New York I think it's so fabulous because it's the it's the mecca for people who want to come from anywhere in the world and create a dream and make it come true. So that's the substance of New York from the pilgrims on down to our time. And of right. course, Newark is in, in New York's shadow. So we have to do the same thing. Right. Well, the upcoming show that you're working on for Tubi, is that being filmed in Atlanta? No, I think it'll be filmed in L.A. Oh, wow. Well, something I'm curious about over time 
as an East Coaster, are you starting to see that very few things are filmed in New York these days? No, I don't think so. I think things are so diverse and so multiple because of the internet. You just can't know all the things that are going on. I um, I live in West New York, New Jersey, and I'm right on the Hudson River, and it's so crowded with uh, high risers, and they're getting taller and taller, and t- that means work and uh, all kinds of things are still being created and being renovated. We've heard about a couple of the garages and buildings that have been collapsing uh, because some of them are so old, they need to be torn down and rebuilt again. But I think it, in general, it speaks that the foundation is bedrock. It's it's on uh, rivers and, and um, uh, it goes out into the Atlantic Ocean. So then it goes to the whole uh, uh, European world. And mm-hmm. on the other side, you can go to the Asian world, the Eastern world. It's the location and the substance of what the land is actually made of makes it a mecca for dreams to come true and continue to reinventing, reinventing and spread that. So I think because of cities like Chicago, New York, Atlanta, major, major cities, LA, <clears throat> um, America is going to continue to be the land of dreams. That's mm. what I think. I hope you're right. Uh, that would help a lot of people like myself if no, it continued to prosper. It's just very, very difficult. It always seems like it's, it's going to fall apart, and it does, but then some, somehow it gets rebuilt again. So keep hope alive. <laughs> exactly. So what are you doing these days besides, hey, we're going to see you on a TV show here. You're going to play live. What's keeping you busy at the moment? Well, I'm beginning to, to uh, start a fresh I guess, era of my tour because everything was shut down because of uh, COVID. Right. <clears throat> I have a new album project called Imagine. And you said, you know, what should I call myself? A singer, actress, an actress, singer. I think a singer, actress, singer, singing, that's my anointing. That's my base. It's mm-hmm. for Afri- Afrocentric people, African-Americans. Uh, music has always been our heart, even when we were slaves. And it was a base for everything else to come out. Uh, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to stay really, uh, also this new album allows me to pass the uh, the baton on to the next generation, both musically and personally with my daughter being the head of the project. So mm-hmm. my foundation is here. And only reason that I, I can continue to continue is because the next generation are partnering with me to help me reinvent my voice. And then out of that have new TV projects as, as an actor and to continue at least for a little while longer. You said the magic words, continue to continue. So when I look at the longevity of your career, it's very inspiring because I would say the average person gets one TV pilot, the pilot doesn't go and they kind of give up. In your case, you never stopped working, especially at such a high level. Was there ever a point, now knowing that you started as a music teacher, was there ever a point where you said, okay, what's the plan B? Well, absolutely all the time, because <laughs> I think the thing is that it's, it's inspiring for someone who's still here is to, for you to know in your own life, there never seems to be a plan B. You don't know what's coming next. And it's very scary. And you have to kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know what, what everybody, each person has to do, mm-hmm. but it's in, in a way kind of starting over. I, I think I had a good grounding because my parents were entertainers mm-hmm. and First thing they said as African-Americans and as entertainers, honey, get a real job. (laughs) So you keep trying to do that. But then this also has to be something that inspires you and makes you happy doing this. Or else you you probably, you won't do it well, or you 
you, you don't get out of your life what you should from yeah. your work because you spend so much time at it. But if something tells you, maybe I should try something else. And of course, we've seen in this day and time, people retire at a certain time, but then they go on to something else. And I think that's, again, we, we have, I don't know, we have vision, we have dreams, we have desires. And so it will occur to us to try something else. And so I think by virtue of that process, we keep continuing, all of us do. When you say get a real job, I think it's very funny, of course, anecdotally very funny, but the average person just thinks that the job is you go on stage, you sing three songs, you get the check and you go away. And they don't realize things like sound check, rehearsal, travel, meet and greets, crummy hotels, in that you're actually working more hours in the day. Than but the most, most important thing is, there's nobody to provide the job. You have to do that or you have to good, get good agents. If you get what my parents call a good job, you work for the government. Right. Now we can't trust that. <laughs> exactly. If, so, if you get a good agent or somebody to provide you with a job, then you get to do all those dirty tasks that you just did. Then you decide whether you really like that job or not. For sure. They say, hey, teach, you'll have summers off. And then you think about, well, what do you actually have to deal with? What comes with that? And it's, uh, it's not exactly bliss. Well, I think one of the things that, that came with it is that, especially when you get into junior high, that's when kids are in pu puberty. They don't listen to nobody. They've, they've had to close down certain uh, um, um, celebrations and things that have happened because kids come at that age and they tear everything down. That's when the hormones are Imagine you locked in a classroom with them. No, thank you. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, down to two last questions that I have for you before I, I let you go. And the first thing is speaking to all the accomplishments that we've spoken to already and consistently working. Is there anything that you're still hoping to do in your career that you haven't done yet? Well, the thing I would like to do is really con get con consolidate a management and um, corporate team because you can't do this by yourself. I think that's why I've had so much up and down because the other half of your marriage is the business act, act part of it. And artists trying to do that, there's a couple of things that are just not going to work for most people. You can't, you need a li liaison between the person who's doing the business for you because usually um, they have that side of what they view of it. And right. that's important. It needs to be whole. And you can't do that. So when you when you don't have someone to do it, you do it. So what I'd like to do now is really get a um a permanent business team so that whatever it is I do doesn't go like this anymore. <laughs> and you see me consistently in music, you see me consistently in television, you see me consistently in theater because it has, otherwise it, I don't, it, it can't accumulate into anything as, as much as it would if it's what's consistent and all of those things are there built up be a foundation for not only you to know that it happened, but whoever's watching you can say, oh, this is who you are, cumulatively. So that's what I like, a great business team that's, that's going to be consistent. So I, everything that I do can be consistent. Yeah, you raise a very good point there because when you're the artist and you're also the person outward saying no, you actually offend the people. So I think what you want is to be able to be the person that goes, yes, I'd love to do it. Talk to my manager. Yeah, I'm and the good they, guy. <laughs> and then they talk to the manager and the manager goes, goes no, of course not. Right. But, but you said what, yes. If they're, that's what they do, like I sing when I'm an actress, they can probably come to, because that's what they do. They know how to do that. Like I know how to be a performer. I think yep. they're, they're, they're separately great talents and arts and you need both. It's like a marriage. Well said. Well, my last question for you is kind of a random one. And when you work in a field, obviously 
it's not your entertainment or your hobby anymore. But I'm curious what the last play or theater theatrical show that you saw for fun was. That I saw for I can't even remember that. <laughs> okay, concert is also fine. I'm curious what a great live performer like yourself. It's, it's not, does it's for not enjoyment. a category. It's not that it's a play or a um, a musical or, or music something. It's just I guess I haven't really because because I've been trying to run my own career. I haven't really had time for leisure. I'm looking forward to also leisure because I love these things and I'd love to be able to just sit and relax and if I don't see something, not trying to see, okay, what was the wizard part of it? How can I do that? How can I get somebody? You know, I'm always still working. So I don't really have time to do that yet, but I think I will soon. I hope you do too in the very near future. But I need a break. <laughs> Hope to see you live in New York in the near future. Thank you for the many, many years of great art, Ms. Moore. Thank you. Thank you for this, too. Outrocast. Yes, sir. How are you doing, buddy? What's your name? Darren? Uh, I'm Darren, yes. Uh, Darren, nice, Dongo? nice to meet you. Dango Kurt. Dongo? Uh, Kurt, a.k.a. Dirty Dango, a.k.a. Fandango, a.k.a. Captain Moonlight. Captain Moonlight. I just came up, I just came up with that. I like that, Captain Moonlight. Well, <laughs> Uh, it's great to see you in Impact, and we saw you challenge for the Digital Media Championship. Is that the title that you still have your eyes set on? I don't really care. If I win it, I'll probably just throw it in the trash can. <laughs> well, does that mean that the world title is in your sights? Um, that is more legitimate, yes, but the Digital Media Championship, I think it's a joke. I think Joe Henry's a joke. Um, I, I don't really care. As long as I get to beat him, that's all I, all I care about. Got it. So whatever the championship, you just look forward to having it, disrespecting it, and then moving on. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, so word repeat. is... Then you put repeat after that. <laughs> Whenever I speak to somebody from Impact, generally they say, this is the most talented locker room that I've been in, the most uh, agreeable, the least drama, et cetera. That's the case for you as well? um i would have to agree um there besides me who i i consider myself the biggest stooge in the locker room because i'll sell any of the boys out at a drop of a dime to get over with with uh management besides sure. myself i would say the rest of the kids are pretty cool got it who's the second coolest person in the locker room because obviously you're a distant first <laughs> um second coolest probably probably rhino uh, future state senator Rhino. Yeah, I think he's running for uh, Marina Senate. He owns uh, an island off Lake Michigan or something like that. So, do you have a boat in Big Daddy's boat yard? I can't afford his boat fees. They're like four or five thousand a month. So he's um, he's killing it. So, <laughs> well, if if you can take a compliment besides the fact that you're the coolest person on the Impact roster, as we've established, and you don't need a championship to be at that top level. Aside from that, you've always intrigued me on a few levels. When you listen to interviews with uh, Dongo, Dango, uh, Captain Moonlight, whatever the name is, yeah. where we learned that you're a real estate investor. Yes. Now, I asked, when I had the pleasure of speaking with your cohort, Heath, he said that Joe Gomez is who got him into the real estate <laughs> investment. Is that you as well? Why, why is Heath uh trading my inside traders uh names and stuff i i mean that should be it shouldn't be allowed to be public knowledge but 
Uh, yes, former WCW um, enhancement talent Joe Gomez is one of my business partners and, and one of my best friends. So that um, is fantastic. Yeah, to see that so WCW uh, still paying dividends all these years later. Yeah, yeah, he um, he's a lot more over in real life than he is in wrestling. So we'll just leave it there. <laughs> Outro cast. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav, and I don't disappear fast. Because right now, you are watching the Paltrow Cast. Paltrow Cast. <laughs>